Children up to 12 months old who use screens for at least two hours daily may be at risk for developmental delays during their toddler years, according to a new study from researchers based in Japan. The researchers noted that their work didn't distinguish between educational and entertaining screen time, suggesting it may benefit children to limit screen time as much as possible, even if parents believe they are helping their children learn early. This is Pulse Check. I'm Katherine Ellen Foley. Senator Bill Cassidy, ranking member of the powerful Senate Health Committee, has put out the largest report from Congress to date on regulating artificial intelligence in healthcare. He is taking feedback on this report through September 22nd. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation announced a voluntary payment model for hospitals this week that would replace traditional fee-for-service Medicare and Medicaid payments with an annual lump sum. This would allow physicians greater flexibility in providing care for patients with the goal of controlling unnecessary, expensive care in hospital settings. CMS plans to launch the program with eight as-yet-unnamed states in 2026. And pharmacy benefit managers, sometimes called pharmaceutical middlemen, are taking center stage as drug makers, pharmacists, and other advocacy groups ramp up their lobbying effort. Megan Wilson is here to guide us through what this means and what we can expect to see on Capitol Hill this fall as lawmakers return from recess. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure. So I understand there's a whole bunch of people who aren't fond of PBMs. What's the deal? So you're right. Let's back up a step. I'm going to talk about what a PBM is as a pharmacy benefit manager, which is they operate in this very complex space where they decide which drugs your insurance plan is going to cover. And they also talk to pharmacies and with drug makers. They get discounts from drug makers to put different medicines on, you know, what's called your insurance formulary, which is the list of drugs your plan covers. And all of these industries have come together to basically lobby Congress super hard this year, asking lawmakers to rein in these PBMs. And where does Capitol Hill sort of stand on all of this? Well, We are in an era of divided government. There's not a lot of things that Republicans and Democrats agree on. However, PBMs, the hearings on this have been wild. Both Democrats and Republicans all want to push policies that sort of impose more transparency, that ban certain business practices that PBMs have. So everyone from drug makers, pharmacists, AARP, which represents older Americans, have sort of lobbied for changes. And Congress so far this year has really been receptive to that. And there's been a lot of momentum behind a lot of these PBM policies. And I assume PBMs are not thrilled about being in the negative spotlight this way. What do they say in response? PBMs say that the role they play is certainly complex and that a lot of these proposals aren't actually going to solve the problem that a lot of members of Congress want to solve, which is high prescription drug prices in a lot of cases. And so they've been advocating for changing how drug makers can use the patent system to preserve exclusivity over drugs and keep costs high. And they say a lot of these proposals could actually have unintended consequences of reducing choice for consumers or driving costs up. So it's definitely been a huge messaging battle. But then can you talk to me a little bit more about the advocacy battle that's being waged right now? I mean, 
If you've been on the internet, if you've been watching TV, videos on YouTube, you've probably been interrupted with ads about talking about how bad PBMs are. And those are funded largely by pharma, the pharmaceutical lobby. They have spent millions of dollars this year flooding the airwaves with these advertisements talking about PBMs, trying to not only drum up support for changes among lawmakers, but also kind of like socializing this super complex issue and industry with consumers as well to sort of get that choice across as well. Community pharmacists have been lobbying on PBM policy for decades now. They've been really successful in the states, but we haven't seen these kinds of changes at the federal level. Over August, they had the National Community Pharmacists Association, which represents community pharmacists, independent pharmacies, had lawmakers into their pharmacies over August recess when they were, you know, back at home in their home districts, just to sort of talk to them about the issues. So this is really PBM opponents trying to win hearts and minds here. And PBMs are just trying to communicate the value that they think they provide. They hired a former Republican congressman, Ryan Costello. They hired his firm to lobby on his behalf. When he was in Congress, he sat on the Energy and Commerce Committee. So I talked to him and he told me he's talking to a lot of his former colleagues about PBMs and the value that they bring and definitely trying to spread that message. So looking ahead at the calendar, there aren't a ton of legislative days left this year. From your perspective, what do you think is actually going to happen in the federal space, given the tight timeline we're working with? That's a great question. The House and the Senate seem to be on kind of different pages. The Senate's moving kind of a little more haltingly. House Republicans have dropped what they hope to be their health care package, but the House is going to have a lot of drama with figuring out government spending and will they vote to uh, impeach President Biden. The Senate is acting a little more slowly, more methodically, with the Senate Finance Committee just rolling out proposal after proposal, sort of taking a crack at PBMs. And a couple other committees in the Senate have acted acted as well, but there's not one, you know, unifying piece of legislation that could move forward. So it still remains to be seen. But I think this is going to be one of those knockdown drag out year end battle situations where, you know, we're in December trying to figure out what PBM provision is in or out in the the big funding bill. Well, thank you so much for breaking down all of this for us, Megan. A pleasure as always. Thank you so much. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.